taught you to drive? Was it someone that you actually trusted that you knew they were a good driver? Or was it someone that you knew was not a good driver? There was someone that was on one of our seasons of Canada's Worst Driver who allowed her dad to teach her how to drive. Now, they knew her dad was not a good driver. She admitted it. And she also said that it uh, her dad taught her brother. And her brother's not a good driver. So there's proof. And then she said that her grandfather taught her dad. And her grandfather was not a good driver. So if you know the track record of people uh, as a driver, why would you want someone who's not a good driver to teach you how to drive? Would you take advice from someone who's not a good driver? I hope you haven't. Hope you take advice from someone who knows what they're talking about. So I'm glad you've joined us here on another episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the top driving distractions that people face and what types of collisions are people getting into that are causing injury and fatalities. Let's go. For the last number of years, decades even, people have been known to drive distracted. And we know that. We hear about it in the news. And many people do recognize the fact that they drive distracted. But it's more than just using the phone. So I thought I would just come up with a, a few of the reported top driving distractions that uh, maybe you should start thinking about whether or not you do any of these and why they're distractions. So the experts talk about distractions as uh, different categories. There's a, a visual distraction. There's um, a cognitive distraction with something that's, that your mind is elsewhere. There's a physical distraction. Um, but they're all cognitive because they all take your mind away from the driving task. And, and driving is a task. Driving takes your concentration. Yes, you have skills. You have habits of operating your car. But it's your mind and your eyes that decide when to do these skills that you know how to steer, accelerate, and brake. So the, one of the top ones, obviously, is texting while driving. And, you know, even our vehicles make it difficult to avoid that because some people will do that, um, you know, hitting their, their screen on the, on the, on the vehicle uh, if they have the Bluetooth. So some vehicles will have that voice-to-text option. And it's a good idea if you really have to do a message. Uh, better idea is to even pull over and, and send that message. Another one that people don't really realize is using your GPS while the vehicle's in motion can be a driving distraction. Uh, you're looking at the screen, so now your eyes and your concentration is now on the screen, not on the driving environment. So pre-program your GPS. And and if it does the, uh, there's a collision or there's heavy construction and it wants to reroute your, your travels, maybe pull over. Uh, in a lot of jurisdictions, you can't even hit those buttons, uh, whether it's built into your, your console of your vehicle or it's an add-on that you plug into your vehicle. Using a GPS in many jurisdictions is distracted driving charge. Now, something that's probably happened for more than 100 years that's a driving distraction is talking to your passengers. 
Now, for anybody with kids, you know how kids can really get in the, the, the mindset of the driver, especially if they're fussing and screaming at each other and whatever the case is. So maybe come up with games or tasks or activities for your kids to do when they're young, when they're a passenger in the vehicle. That keeps them occupied and keeps them out of your hair, shall we say, that uh, you can then focus on your driving. If it's your adult passenger or if you're a teen and you've got other teen passengers, just set up some polite rules that, hey, you know what? I'm trying to get us there safely. Don't bug me while I'm driving, you know, but be polite about it if you can. Pets, too. Uh, dealing with, with pets in the vehicle can be a huge distraction. And I've talked before in previous episodes about having pets on your lap. As a driver, it's like, come on, give me a break. Uh, not only can you uh, become distracted, there could be a charge of crowding the driver's seat. And if you injure your pet or your pet dies because an airbag deploys, there could even be a charge of endangering the life of an animal. So if you really love your pet, keep them secured. They'll get used to it. Uh, they have some room to move, including looking out the window and having the window down. But you don't want to keep checking on them. Um, secure your pet so that way they don't become a distraction for you. So also adjusting the, the climate controls and the, the audio of your, on your um, console can be a distraction if it's more than just a second or so. So pre-plan that. Uh, if it's the audio and your, your music, so get it set up before you start driving, especially on a longer road trip. That way you've got it planned. You don't have to worry about it anymore while you're going. And know where your climate control devices are in your vehicle. Even if it's a new vehicle, uh, get familiar with it before you take off, and that'll help too. Now, eating and drinking, uh, I'm a snacker. I do like it, but pick and choose what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and, and when. Um, it's a better idea to, if you're going to actually have a meal, to stop. If it's a quick bite, take the 10 minutes. Pull into a safe area, whether it's a service center, a restaurant, parking lot, whatever, but not while you're driving. Remember, there's a driving lane and there's a passing lane, but there is no eating lane. So do that when you're safely parked, and that way you can focus on eating and enjoying that food, and then you can focus on your driving later. If you're drinking a beverage, uh, if you're stopped in the city, that's the time to take a sip of your coffee or your water. Having a, a beverage container that has a straw, that way you're not taking your eyes off the road, like leaning your head back while you're taking a drink of that water. And something we all do is daydreaming. Before you head off, especially if you've had a busy day and there's a lot on your mind, before you start your vehicle, get in your vehicle, seatbelt on, of course, and just try to clear your mind of everything that you that is in your mind that's going to stop you from concentrating on your driving. Once you're in your vehicle, that's your job. Focus on that. If it's really hard to focus, maybe driving at that point in time is not a good option, especially if something dramatic has happened in your life. So whether it's positive or negative, your mind still needs to be on driving. Pull off to the side if your mind starts to wander a little bit because people have been known to go through red lights and stop signs while daydreaming because they don't even realize they've done it because your mind's not there. And the last one is applying any makeup or grooming, uh, combing your hair, things like that for people who have it. Um, yeah, why don't you do that at home? That's when I do mine. Actually, I don't do any more. Uh, 
because uh, I have that shaven head look that allows the wind to blow through my scalp when my window's down. It allows me to focus on my driving, not on how I look. And I think that's really important that, hey, driving is our job. So let's try to drive distraction free. So I was just thinking recently of the different types of crashes that, that occur on our roads and, and how many of them were uh, the cause of two vehicles crashing into one another versus uh, one vehicle, just, you know, the driver just lost control or whatever the case was. So it, it was quite interesting where, you know, getting into a fender bender is one thing where, you know, you scrape along the side, you get a dent and, and, and whatever the case is. But when it causes personal injury or, or fatalities, that's, that's the big one. So uh, I, I look through, and I live in Ontario, Canada, and I, I look through the statistics, and they're always a few years behind. So 2019, that's only a couple of years ago, um, where they had the most personal injury and fatalities were on single vehicle crashes. So in 2019, there was 545 fatalities on our roads um, involving automobiles. 273 were a single, single motor vehicle crash. So that's just slightly over half, like barely, but still. So we'll call it half. Half of the crashes that caused fatalities, it was just the one driver. So then I looked at the personal injury. There was 33,500 personal injuries reported. The highest total in one was the single motor vehicle, so single vehicle crash. Uh, over 9,500 personal injuries were reported because of a single vehicle. Now, this would include passengers as well as the driver. Now, the second most, as far as the injuries go, is a rear-end crash, and it is one of the most commonly reported crashes, and most crashes do occur at intersections, but I want to come back to the single motor vehicle crash. What are you doing as a driver that causes you to crash? Now, the reason I started thinking about this this week is I saw in the news from different uh, police agencies where certain roads were closed for a while while they take a vehicle out of a ditch or out of a farmer's field. And it's a one vehicle thing. So what caused it? So it was really interesting. If I could you know, transport myself you know, like Star Trek and beam me up, and I'm Scott, so I can't beam myself up, to, to that location and ask questions of the driver. Like, so what caused this incident to happen? Was it someone that just lost focus? Maybe they were distracted, like I just talked about, and they suddenly reacted and overreacted and ended up into the ditch, and they rolled their vehicle. So some of these vehicles wasn't just sitting on their wheels. They were upside down. So... One of the, the, uh, the other things, too, is were they swerving for a small animal? So like a small animal being obviously like a squirrel, a rabbit, a gopher, things like that. But a larger animal like a moose, a deer, a cow, uh, those are larger. You should be able to spot those a little sooner. And if you're driving at night, drive for the conditions. And because it's dark, speed limits are set for ideal conditions. And driving at night is not ideal. 
So it doesn't mean you should be driving the speed limit. You need to use a little bit of logic, a little bit of common sense and decide. So it was really quite interesting on the most crashes that did occur that caused the most fatalities and the most personal injuries. It was the driver not being involved with another driver or cyclist. So it really is quite interesting. So the next time you, you're, you're out there, think about what you're doing behind the wheel that you can't blame somebody else if you're the one that caused the crash. You can't blame somebody else if you're the one that overreacted. And take the lesser two evils. If you can't safely slow down for a gopher or a rabbit, then I'm sorry, keep going. Because you don't want to be upside down on your roof, risking your health and your life and the health and the life of those in your vehicle. You have that responsibility. And that's why driving takes that responsibility and share that message with those in your family that you care about. Because no one really wants to hit a tree just because they tried to avoid running over roadkill. So there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. Be sure to check out previous episodes if you've missed any. Uh, these new episodes do come out on a Sunday, so make sure that you also subscribe. Now, if you're a new listener, uh, I do have a blog. It's called thesafedriver.ca. I am on Twitter. My Twitter name is at safedriver. And if you want to drop me an email to either ask questions or suggest a topic, you can reach me at safedriver36 at yahoo.ca. I've also recently gone on TikTok with some uh, tips with a touch of humor. And my TikTok, of course, is the safe driver. So come check it out. Come back every week. And let's be safe out there. I'm Scott Marshall.